We acknowledge that Spruce Grove Public Library sits on Treaty 6 territory and expresses gratitude and respect for the land we use with the pledge that this organization will actively work to end systematic racism, continue to participate in truth and reconciliation, and partner with our neighbors First Nations, Alexander Cree, Alexis Nakota Sioux, Enoch Cree, and Paul, to improve indigenous programming, services, and resources in our community. We are here to provide an informative and entertaining method to reach out to our community of Spruce Grove. If you have any questions or concerns about anything you hear on this podcast, you can email us at behindthestacks at sgpl.ca. behind the stack Simone how are you feeling I'm just shocked I can't believe we're at the final one already and I can't believe 2021's almost finished this year has just gone way too fast it has indeed we definitely had a lot going on and we're always looking forward to the future but yeah looking back on it I'm like wow yeah like 2020 seemed to last forever 2021's like blink and you missed it that's right it's kind of how it feels but yeah I think this has been a, a really good year overall and a very good year for the podcast Absolutely. Looking back, we had some great guests. Mm-hmm. Lots of great guests. We yes. had fun conversations. And I had a blast. How yeah. about you? Oh, lots of laughs. And so many good recommendations. Um, I just started reading Earthlings. Oh, no. <laughs> that is a very trippy book. And as you say, don't get fooled by the cute little hedgehog on the front. <laughs> yeah, which is what. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it there. So this episode, this is our last official episode. In December, we'll have our infamous blooper reel done by the fabulous Simone. Um, we kind of have a split theme for our final episode because we couldn't decide. We're just like, oh, we're going to do for the last one. So we just decided to do both. Yeah, but we're going to get started with what you reading or watching or listening or playing. Well, I read some books, so I'm very happy about that. Um, actually, audiobooks, but that's still reading. Yep. So. And I read a book called The Patient by Jasper DeWitt. I was looking for an audiobook horror on Libby, and it recommended this to me and said it was available, so I thought, why not? Such a good book. It's about this psychiatrist called Parker, and he goes to this hospital. He's very confident and feeling like, you know, he can make a big difference. You know, he's just graduated, so he's full of, like, hopes and dreams. He gets to his hospital and he's told about this patient called Joe. And he's told, don't talk to Joe, don't look at Joe, just pretend Joe's not even here. And he finds out Joe's been in the hospital for about 20 or 30 years, just sitting in his cell. Nobody treats him. Like he gets food and everything. But if anyone tries to work with him, they end up going insane and killing themselves. And he's been there since he was a little boy, since he was like six. And so Parker, of course, thinks, well... I can be the one to to fix him, to help him. He doesn't listen to any of them trying to warn him off. He goes digging into Joe's past and what led him to be there, uncovers some very horrifying things. He finds out why everyone is scared of Joe. It was really, really good. Really scary, tense. And the ending, I was not expecting the ending at all. It was a really good ending. 
lots of twists and turns, lots of really good characters. There was um, a nurse called Nessie, and she was this little Scottish lady. She was so cute. Spoiler alert, she ends up dying by Joe's, well, by his hands, his mental hands. <laughs> I want to read this. <laughs> so much. Yeah, and you find out Joe's history and all the stuff that happened to him. And I think you'd enjoy it because you would be trying to guess what was true and what wasn't. Sometimes it's really hard to tell. Although maybe you'd know and you'd say, oh yeah, that's why Joe did that or did this. But for me, I was just like, really? Shock? You have way too much confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you, you guess murderers and stuff in books and movies all the time. So yes, highly recommend The Patient. For watching... I watched a Christmas movie with Jen. I want to record it on here because it's so unbelievable that I actually was able to find a Christmas movie to watch with her because she does not like Christmas movies. Well, that's fair. This one was called Happiest Season and it starred Kristen Stewart. After Twilight, <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan. She is really good in this and it's a um, comedy, romantic comedy. The two main characters are lesbians. So basically, you know, the holiday movie where the girlfriend goes to meet the family and they're all a little dysfunctional and there's lots of fighting and crazy stuff happening. Her girlfriend, her name's Riley, she says to Kristen, we're going to see my parents, but they don't actually know that I'm gay. I haven't come out and I'll tell them after Christmas, so, but right now we'll just say you're my roommate. So there's lots of misunderstandings and having to hide quickly, not get spotted, you know. There's a fun part with the Roomba. In the end, I, I don't think I'm spoiling anything to say it all ends happily. Oh, that's good. I've got one serious question for you about that movie. What's that? Does Kirsten Stewart, does she smile? <laughs> she does smile. Yay! <laughs> and she doesn't mouth breathe that much. Not <laughs> that, that I noticed, because usually, <laughs> right? In Twilight, I'm just like, okay, then and then, and I can like, count on... I, oh. ru I run out of things to count on for right? all the time she mouth breathes. Yeah, you're just like, close your mouth. Yes. And in this, she she's actually really good. She's she's very sweet. Like her girlfriend keeps being like, oh, no, let, let's not hold hands, okay? Is, is that okay? And she's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And you see her just getting more and more frustrated. And it has April from Parks and Rec in it. I love April. I know. She is the ex of Kristen's girlfriend. And so they become friends, and you think for a while, oh, maybe those two will end up together, which Jen and I were just like, oh, yes, Kristen Stewart and April to end up together. And they don't, but it's so great just seeing April, you know, making her April face. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was very sweet. It gets a little frustrating, though, with the, the movies where it's always the straight, like the family thinks that their daughter or son is straight and the boyfriend or girlfriend has to pretend. It'd be nice if it was just a movie where they come to visit and everyone knows that they're a couple and hilarity ensues over other things you know it was entertaining and my last thing isn't a game it's actually an app now i'm not getting sponsored or anything as you might know courtney i sometimes have trouble keeping track of my tasks only a smidgen i should put this under a tumbleweed <laughs> yeah, <I'm just> like... <laughs> crickets chirping <laughs> just that pause and that look like yeah it's okay. So that's why I'm here to be like, this how's this going? Get this done. Um Don't scream at you. You're like it's all coming out, you guys. This is this is Simone's like Yeah, this is uncut. <laughs> oh my gosh, if it was uncut, we should have that like unedited, uncut. 
for realsies, you guys. <laughs> Realness. Yeah, no dubbing, no swears are just coming flying out left center because I have quite the potty mouth. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyways. This app is one of those apps where you can kind of track what you're doing, but it's styled in the style of an RPG. So each task you have to do gets you XP in like stamina, strength, charisma. Yeah, <laughs> uniqueness, nerve, and talent. And you get loot. The last thing I got was a, a jug of coffee that's endless. So the coffee never runs out and it never cools down. And it's always a perfect mix of milk and sugar. Did you get to create your character? Like, do you have your own look and everything? There's a few set ones. There's like an mm. orc and a human and an elf. And a, I'm, I'm a skeleton. He's kind of a aquatic blue skeleton. And you go on this journey, like through this map, kind of like Lord of the Rings. And each task you complete takes you a few more miles. And then you get loot and you level up. And when you're completing the task, you press down and your character's got the sword. And they're like, ching, 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 at like doing laundry or... Yeah, that has just blown me away because it's really fun now to check and be like, what do I have to do? It's motivating me to actually get all these things done. Life changer. I like thinking life is an adventure. Oh, I've got to take this in the gar- like to the garbage. It's like, I've got to go to the garbage on my quest. <laughs> yeah, it's like empty the bunny litter and then, you know, stab, stab, stab. And it's suddenly like, da-da, you've leveled up. Now we're getting into some, like, Black Mirror stuff. If, like, the world was, like, RPG and actually <laughs> things were quests and stuff like that. We could write an episode about that. No yeah, we problem. totally could. So, you know, patrons and stuff could be NPCs. I need you to help me find a book. Yeah. Do you accept that quest? Yeah. <laughs> Hit the chat button. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's called Epic Win. Um, I've got it on uh, Android. Oh, yeah, it's on the App Store and on Google Play. Absolutely free and so much fun. Oh, yeah, I want to see what, like, the RPG, like, how... Uh... <laughs> so that's my character. Oh, my God. Who's the big buff He's like guy um, in the back? He's, like, uh, kind of a warrior. Okay. And with the tree? Yeah, you can be a tree. That's amazing. Or you can be this female warrior. Or this dwarf. I'm not going to be a tree. Yeah. That's amazing. Birch mouth. <laughs> mouth is huge. <laughs> but it's got, like, a fro. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then you get there's some loot. And how did you find this? Level up. This is so cool. Well, I just googled to-do lists that are RPGs. Because I, <laughs> I can't be the only one who thinks it would be much more fun doing daily tasks if they were like a video game. And then this came up. Yeah. So cool. So you just type in your what you need to do. And then you can decide how many points you get. And then what it goes under. Strength, stamina, intelligence, spirit. Or all my tasks, like, really hard. <laughs> and you're just like, I get max points for doing the crap that Courtney makes me do. <laughs> <laughs> Simple tasks at home, Courtney made me do something. Like, I get all the yeah. points. <laughs> Five million. <laughs> so highly recommended if you're just really bad at keeping track of things, if you have uh, ADHD or... You just want to have a bit more fun with your day-to-day things you need to do. That's my picks. Good picks. <laughs> Very good picks. Thank you. I'll be quick this time, I swear. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll try. Okay. Uh, first one. All right. <clears throat> Getting real with everyone. This one really hit me hard. It's called Genocidal Love, A Life After Residential School by Bevan Box. 
basically kind of goes into the questions of how can we heal in the face of trauma? How can we transform intergenerational pain into a passion through community and healing? So the main character is Myrtle, and she's a residential school survivor. And it kind of takes you on the journey of her life. Not going to lie, like when she was describing her time at residential school, it was it was a lot. They spared no detail whatsoever into what happened to this poor girl. She was like between 7 and 10, I think she was there. But it's all about Myrtle and how like just her recovery after that and like, you know, mm-hmm. life. Like she went through many different partners. She kind of losing her faith a little bit in men because men would just take advantage of her mm-hmm. and she would help like get them all air quote fixed up and like oh they got shoes and clothes and you know they're all ready to go and they would just take advantage of her mm-hmm. and she was just it's a really good story uh, i really liked it because it had some questions at the end so it would be a really good book club read i think they even designed it so like grade 11 and 12 students could use it for like a what do you call those book assignments those mandatory books they had to mm-hmm. read um so I highly recommend. I'm just full warning you. It does, it does hit you pretty hard. It's pretty graphic, mm-hmm. pretty traumatizing. But this is kind of the truth of our history. So, yeah, you know, it's it's not getting any better. <laughs> no, because the only way things will change is if we get the full impact of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I feel like the more I read, the more I learn, mm-hmm. the better I can be moving forward. Uh, so that was a really good one. Highly recommend. Um, next one uh, is How We Fall Apart by Katie Zhao. Kind of a fun <laughs> teen kids at prep school, but just get themselves into big trouble. Kind of what do they call it? So sorry, it's Crazy Rich Asians meets One of Us is Lying. I've seen Crazy Rich Asians like thousands of times. Like that's kind of my weekend go movie where I'm like, oh, I'm having a bad weekend. Put on Crazy Rich Asians. Because <laughs> it's really fun. Um, so yeah, kind of a thriller, very much a whodunner. It was kind of a surprising twist. I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that one. That was pretty good. But it's kind of based off of like these teens. Like I mentioned, rich prep school. The main character couldn't get in based on her um, accolades. Like she got in through a scholarship. So, you know, you're kind of like the poor kid at the rich school. Mm-hmm. So she was kind of the underdog, but she was like brilliantly smart. And then the big cheese, she ends up... Mm-hmm dead so it's like who killed her maybe it was one of her friends and they kept talking about like this incident and you were like oh what's the incident what happened and Mm -hmm. you don't find out till later and then they're like oh my gosh lots of twists and turns yeah that was just another fun read this one i just finished reading so good i was watching a library it was basically like a library comic-con and i wish we could all just have one Mm because they had like author panelists come and it was just like nerd fest for libraries that's so cool yes (laughs) So it's Witchy, which is a graphic novel by Arielle Slamit Rees. Oh, and I saw her on the panel and I was like, oh, this is amazing. So of course, you know, you're watching the panel and you're like, we have it on our, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got my app ready to go. Yeah. Download Prepared. the track pack app for easy access to our catalog and put your items on hold. So easy. It's yep. Great. Exactly. You're just reading something, you're watching something, you're like, I'm just going to, there, look, we have an inner system boop. And if you don't have an inner system, you can suggest the item. Which I believe is on our website. Mm-hmm. So if there's something you're like, we need this, or nobody has it, let us know, and we'll purchase it. So witchy, basically the short story of this one is everyone lives in this magical realm, but the power of your magic is dictated by how long your hair is. Oh. So our main character, Nin, but she's hiding her hair. That's why she's got on the gr- on the 
cover here this like really short braid but her hair is like extremely long so she's mm-hmm. really powerful but she's hiding it mm-hmm. because she lost her father because if your hair becomes too long and you're too powerful the kingdom's like well we can't have that so they kind of knock you off wow yeah so she her father was murdered so she's hiding her hair so that she doesn't because she doesn't want to be any part of this world it's kind of like um you can get like conscripted when you're at a certain age where you kind of basically go to the kingdom's army based on how powerful you are you have to do these little tests and she's mm-hmm. like i don't want anything to do with that i don't want to help you we killed my dad screw you screw you exactly yeah. mm. so i'm not gonna spoil it but she does something pretty much against the law Ooh. and she's a bit of a runaway is where i left it off so it's it's really good the author goes into such great detail about like pictures and like even about hair hair length what your hair looks like mm-hmm. and race a little bit in there. There's a little bit of LGBTQ. There's a main character, another character there, sorry. And she looks like a female. She is asked to call she, but I believe she is male. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course her parents don't like that, but she's so badass. She's like this <laughs> tall gazelle with like long hair. And I'm like, oh, I love her. So she's a really well done character. It's That's not, so cool. right? Like it's one of those characters that you're not like, okay, you're LGBTQ or you identify something else. And that's it. Oh, and you're like, that's that's so their character is. Yeah, they're just there to be that little check mark. Mm-hmm. There's no like, you know, they're not a gazelle that's badass. It's mm-hmm. just like you're there. Mm-hmm. That's your only, <laughs> that's your only characteristic is you're different. So that's highly recommend witchy. That sounds really good. Do it. So we have it here. It's in the catalog. I oh, believe. okay. But the art is really cute too. It's very colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, highly recommend. Hey, I like it when you read graphic novels. I rarely do. So when I did, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's do this. Okay, I'm done. What, was, what would you say was your favorite book that you've read? This year? Yes. Oh, no. Throw that at you. Do you have one? Because if you have one that you know, I'll let you go first. Elton John. Mm. Ooh, good choice. Love that book. Good choice. You know which one stuck with me and I've been recommending it and people probably think I'm insane? What? Um, that Tenders the Flesh. The one that I talked about. Oh, where, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of scared to read that one. <laughs> I recommended it to another one of my colleagues because she's like me (laughs) we're not disturbed i swear we're perfectly normal people but that one still to this day it will always stick out to me Mm -hmm. and of course like earthlings because you're reading it now we were talking about it i'm like that's another one i'm like weird yeah like nothing you've read you can't compare it Mm -mm. nope (laughs) good question sorry for a terrible oh well i don't want to give you any um warning it's not in the script it doesn't exist exactly i can't read it anyways Next on to housekeeping. Yeah, so it's kind of short because things are wrapping up, but that's okay. There's still stuffs. First one we got is our winter holiday celebration. So that's a beautiful, lovely webpage that Sarah has made. It's right under our programs. I believe it's second or third down. It says winter holiday celebration. And it's pretty much the go-to page for everything that's going on in our fair city and at the library. Mm-hmm. So we've done a few things talk about that one later (laughs) we're gonna have a giving tree at the library that's gonna be really cool we're gonna have a holiday bingo i believe Teresa's setting all that up there's gonna be some special story times are you reading one yes i've actually just got to edit it i'm excited you guys always pick such good stories and our director will be reading one Okay, that is like a holiday treat. So everyone (laughs) gather around. We're going to listen to all the story times by our fabulous peoples. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the Giving Tree. Yes. So it is also on our Winter Celebrations website. Uh, Basically, the long and the short of it is from December 1st to 21st. 
We're going to set up a tree at the library. And uh, there's going to be a giving bowl underneath it. And then people can place items there that they want to gift to the community. So I have a bunch of scarves that I've like never worn. Like nice stuff. We ask not to bring food or anything perishable because we don't want, you know, something sitting under the tree there mm-hmm. and to grow <laughs> grow yes. things for three weeks. So bring something. You can If something speaks to you under the tree, you're like, you know what? We might put some books under there, so maybe you see a book or even a scarf, and you're like, hey, you know what? I really like that. You're welcome to take it. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of the spirit of giving. So in the indigenous way, giving is the same as receiving, because if you are one who cares about other people, everything you give comes back to you. A beautiful circle in life. So that's kind of the indigenous way is like, you don't just take, you give, give more. So you take a gift but mm-hmm. you give in your life day to day that's right how you live it exactly so we welcome oral organizations from spruce grove front region anywhere you can stop by um maybe you have some company swag or something like that like a mug or a water bottle you can bring that put it under the tree and maybe someone will come by and be like you know what i really need a new water bottle well that's really great i hope that's something that will really build momentum and continue over the years and we can't forget our community craft. It's an adorable one for December. Uh, take and make winter holiday kit starting December 1st while supplies last and it's one kit per household. So even if it's not snowing, which right now the weather's not quite sure what it wants to do, you can still have a snowman in your house with this adorable craft. You'll have a mason jar and some pom-poms and instructions on how you can put it all together to make a cute snowman with very festive earmuffs. Again, starting December 1st, that will be available. There'll be kits for you to come and take, one per family, and as supplies last. First off, Stony Plain Public Library. Ah, the Mitten Tree. Right. From November 12th to December 15th, Stony Plain Public Library are collecting new mittens, scarves, hats, blankets, socks, slippers, and other warm winter items for children and adults in the community. So, if you are very crafty, then please donate a handmade or newly purchased item to the mitten tree at the Stony Plain Public Library. They are also collecting new and used warm winter clothing for poor First Nation. Clean winter coats, gloves, boots, toques, and socks are all needed. So... Bring them by to the library and um, fill up their mitten tree. Mitten trees look amazing and they're just full of warm winter clothing. We kind of have a split theme. Like I said, we couldn't decide which one, so it's kind of November slash holiday? Yes. Yeah. It's kind of a mix of the two. So Movember is an annual event involving the growing of mustaches during the month of November to raise awareness of men's health issues such as prostate cancer, testicular cancer, and men's mental health. You can visit camovember.com for more details. And for this episode, we are going to talk about the most magnificent mustaches of all time. I just want to come out and say it. Mm -hmm. Ron Swanson. Number one. Hands down. From Parks and Rec. His mustache is magnificent. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think even like in real life, he had like mustache for a bit. And then when he shaves Mm -hmm. it, I'm like, yeah! Yeah, it's just like, who is that? I think we should bring up a picture of Ron. Oh, yes. Oh, my. That scowl, that is perfect. I think, maybe I need a mustache, because I have quite the bee face. So, (laughs) 
Mustaches. If I was a, a guy, I would totally have a mustache and, and a goatee because they are real game changers. Look at him now. Wow. That's even better. Mm-hmm. With the full. Yeah. And his giggles are just even cuter. His mustache is just like dancing on his top lip. Oh, yeah. See, look at the picture of him without. He looks just like a little like kid. Yeah. Like, who is that guy? That's a great one. I think we should save that for when we get emails that we're not happy about. That should be my screensaver. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go change it right now. Your profile picture when, <laughs> for Outlook. God. <laughs> Done. And then I'll get sent off to HR. <laughs> okay, I'm going to mention one of my favorite mustaches. Yes, please. He also has a beard. Will Riker from Star Trek The Next Generation. Now, in the first season, he didn't have a beard. And... Talk about looking different without. Oh. See, cherub. See, it kind of looks like a smarmy game show host. But then, beard, a strong, powerful commander. Yes. So, yes, Riker's beard is magnificent. There's also an episode where he meets his clone through a transporter accident. So that episode has two beards. Now, are there any... I mean, apart from Ron. Oh, who are we talking about that... Because I... I'm terrible with names. They went into some pretty interesting ones on this list. <laughs> Mostly old dudes. So, Frederick Nietzsche has very impressive mustache. Just needs a little bit of oil to kind of smooth Yeah, it needs a, a little bit of um, getting under control, but... Still, it's glorious. You know, he, he was a philosopher, so maybe his philosophy was let the mustache be free. That's a good question. Everyone was asking, like, how would you eat with some, like, little, like, tusks? Yum, 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 yum. I imagine you would get a lot of food. Like Teddy Roosevelt? Oh, yes. Eh, I, I guess so. Oh, Mark Twain, let's see. Oh, yes. Oh, there yes. There, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Oh, it's a fine mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Albert Einstein. Yes. What can we say about his mustache? He covers his whole mouth, pretty much. Right? I mean, he's always known for the hair, but you gotta can't forget the hair below the nose. It's... Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's a whole other world. Yeah. Oh, this is one of my favorites. Salvador Dali. Oh, yes. It's quite mild in that picture. Usually he has it very pointy at the ends, curled up, wired up. I think, yeah, if you were in the Old West, you'd need a pretty strong mustache. Assert your dominance. Yep. I wouldn't mess with a guy. <laughs> Fictional characters now. Ah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Hans oh. Swanson. Woo-woo. Aw. Yes. He's smiling. He has a of dimples. <laughs> So, a mustache and dimples. Truly is. Magnum. Now, do you remember Magnum? No. Probably not. He was from the 80s. Um, Tom Selleck. Did you watch Friends? Yes. So that was Monica's boyfriend, the professor guy? Yes. Yes. But yes, his his mustache was what men aspired to be like in the 80s. Women adored. And mum had a huge crush on modern mustaches. Oh, John Waters. Little pencil line. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, it looked like a kid just went... Mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury. Yes. Oh my goodness, yes. Bow down to that mustache. That's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he did Bohemian Rhapsody, he didn't have a mustache in the video. And it's very strange. Our honourable mention should be your dad's. <laughs> I think it should. <laughs> Mine still's got his mustache, so... Uh, Kurt Russell in Christmas Chronicles. He has a very impressive mustache and beard. Whoa! It's like... Like, there's, like, layers. Like, mm-hmm. like someone really trimmed that. Like, that looks better than my hair. Yeah. 
<laughs> I bet you can do that. I bet I bet guys can go to barber shops and just get their beards laid. He looks like the hot older guy that everyone is like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, he's kind of hot. I'm just like, Santa. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, an honorable mention to Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Let's have some controversy. Okay. I is hey. it Richard Harris Dumbledore? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I agree. <laughs> okay, that wasn't so bad. Yeah, not at all. We're not screaming and throwing things at the opposite end of the room. Nope. That is Dumbledore. I agree. I'm sorry, like nothing against. He did his best. Yeah. But it's I, it's really hard when someone sets the bar so high <laughs> and then comes in and you're just like, no. Like, oh, yeah, you look great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he, got, he just got a little like t- tassel to like bow it up. I'm like, no. No, you let it hang free and proud. Mm-hmm. You're Albus Dumbledore, damn it. Exactly. Act like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the feud is on. We still got more feuds. This episode is all about fighting and brought to you by Acting <laughs> <laughs> Like Children. Okay, I'm ready. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, we're gonna have to like, get on opposite ends of the room and find things to throw at each other. Right, we, let's do this. We agreed on that way too quickly. We did, so now we have to fight. Act. Yep, yep. Have a little like bell, like ding 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 ding. Okay. <laughs> Round one. So part of our mini theme, and of course the question that I've already seen up on like Twitter and Instagram, because our split theme is also a little bit about holiday movies. So mm-hmm. so are we just going to go right to it? Yeah, let's go right into it. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, I found this link and wh- whoever did this, this Stephen Follows, mm-hmm. he's a film data and educator, bless his sweetheart, because... <laughs> He basically, like, analyzes the movie and explains why or why not it mm-hmm. is. Like, I'm telling you, like, he went and found the script and counted how many times the word Christmas was in it. He counted the scenes where there's any Christmas <laughs> theme anyway. He went to the data for blockbuster history as far as what's the top 100 Christmas, like, research. Mm-hmm. Solid research. And you know what I found out after reading this whole page what and wasting time? What? Pretty much we're both right. Like, he's got some really good supportive arguments, mm-hmm. but then he's also got arguments that are also really good saying why it's not. Oh. And there was, you know, okay, who's the main dude, Nick? Some terrible names. Uh, Bruce Willis. Says it's not. And some creators say it is, and some say it's not. Bruce Willis says it's not a Christmas he is, movie. Yeah, I think it's just somewhere in here that he is like, no, it is not a Christmas movie. Uh, sorry, Bruce. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah. See? It's not a Christmas movie. It's a Bruce Willis movie. Okay, like, come on. It's not a great argument, Bruce. <laughs> no, it's really not. Even I'll image that. I'm like, <laughs> there's flaws in that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone is like, I'm just gonna watch. It's it's March. It's Bruce Willis month. Like, let's watch all the Bruce Willis we can watch. <laughs> Bruce I mean, Willis month. Maybe, maybe there is. So, why do you think it's not a Christmas movie? I guess the biggest thing for me is, I mean, okay. To be fair, um, when. Christmas holiday season comes around. I'm not like, let's get my copy of Die Hard. We gotta watch it. They're like, there's other movies. Like I have, I literally have a pile that I've started since November mm-hmm. of holiday movies. Mm-hmm. Even on Netflix, I'm like, save, 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 save. How about you though? Well, my biggest argument for it being a Christmas movie is Alan Rickman as Gruber, Hans Gruber, at Nakatomi Plaza, Bruce Willis taunts him by writing on the sweater of. One of his henchmen who he's just killed. No, I have a machine gun. And then Anna Rickman, who's German or Dutch or something, reads, I have a machine gun. Ha. 
ho, ho. And <laughs> enough said. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> There's no one else who says that except for the guy who was on our greatest mustache list, Santa. Santa is Christmas, so therefore Die Hard is also Christmas. And it also has the song um, Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. And it has Christmas trees in it. And McLean is going back to see his ex-wife and his children for Christmas. He even brings a giant teddy bear for them. So there's so much Christmas symbolism that you might as well just sit around the tree and have a big jug of eggnog and enjoy it because damn it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> yippee ki Other buckets? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get fired on this holiday season. <laughs> yes, that's not quite as festive. No, no. But yeah, like I said, I really like the research that this person did. Like, mm-hmm. it was even like Christmas songs, like number of Christmas songs in movies and how this one was, the percentage of movies released in the cinema and like it made a lot of charts, like top Christmas songs in the movies. I think it even goes into like, yeah, I think they had a hundred of like Christmas whatever and I, Christmas movies and mm-hmm. I think Die Hard was 22. Okay. On the list. So like it made it. Mm-hmm. It's just, like I said, it's not my top five. So you, you agree that it could be considered a Christmas movie? Sure. Why not? It's just not for me. Okay. And I mean, I'm not big into the fandom that, like, I haven't watched them all. I haven't, you know. I've only watched the first one. I watched the second and then I hated it. And yeah, I think they've gotten worse. So I will certainly not hate you. But just for fun, on we'll put on some of our social medias here. I'll take the stance of no when you'll obviously take the stance of yes. And we'll see where, pe- where our uh, patrons lie. Mm-hmm. So the feud is back on. Ha, ha, ha. So that being said, do you have a top five holiday movie recommendations for I everybody? I do, I do, I do. Excellent. Okay, my first one yeah. is called Scrooged, and it's from 1988, and it stars Bill Murray as a TV um, executive, and he's making a live version of A Christmas Carol. And he is horrible. He's selfish, he's greedy. Um, they have little mice in the show that are... Um, that have antlers, and this guy's like, I can't get the antlers on. And he's just like, well, just staple them on. Who cares? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And he drinks, and oh, it's just the worst. And during the night, his old boss, who died many years ago, comes back to tell him there'll be three ghosts, and the first ghost takes him to the past in this... um, The ghost of Christmas present is this pixie fairy who punches him in the face with a toaster. (laughs) And then um, Christmas Future, or what could be, is, of course, giant Grim Reaper. And I just think this film is so funny. Um, Of course, Bill Murray, he's he's awesome. And this was, like, in the 80s when he was at the height of his fame. So he is just on top form. It's witty, it's dry, it's snarky. Oh, it's it's just such a a fun film. My second one would be... uh, I don't know if it's pronounced Claus or Klaus. From Netflix? Yeah. Klaus. Klaus. That's an animated... Oh, you have that too. <laughs> okay, but please explain, because it's so good. <laughs> I think you're doing better explanation, but... Uh, basically, um, this guy moves to this um, small village where he is a postman and doesn't get any post at all. He starts to make... How does it start? So... <laughs> He's a terrible postman. Yes. His father is like the 
the head of all postman services and his son is being a little brat. So he sends them to the middle of nowhere where the crumbs and the Ellingbows have like a feud in the town. Like they're always fighting and they never get along and the kids are always up to mischief. And pretty much he has to get post service back to the town because he needs to get so many letters or else he lives on the street versus his luxurious lifestyle with caviar and sherry and all the, the silk sheets. Mm-hmm. And um, so his name is Jesper and he's a little turd. <laughs> but I love him so much. <laughs> and so he, through kind of a lot of things that just end up happening, which is quite beautifully put, it's kind of the story of how, like, the tales of Santa Claus came to be. Mm-hmm. So he convinces the children to start writing letters to Klaus, who is this scary woodsman that he meets kind of by chance. <laughs> who ends up being, spoiler alert, he's Santa Claus, mm-hmm. but, you know. He's just this big guy, big scary looking dude with lots of toys. And so Jesper, the little stinker that he is, convinces children to write letter to Klaus to get a toy. And that's kind of how... Yeah, and at first it's just so he'll have mail. Mm -hmm. But then it ends up something much more magical. So yes, that movie. (laughs) That one. Klaus. Love it. (laughs) So good. Okay, my third choice is, uh, it's a Hallmark movie. But it's not your usual. Oh, it's okay. Oh no! no don't, don't run not away! Not a for me! Don't run away! Ah! It's called "It's Christmas Carol" and it's from 2012, and it stars Carrie Fisher, which yeah, yeah. automatically makes things better. Yay! Um, and I guess it's a kind, it's a little bit like Scrooged in that it's um, Christmas Carol, but set in modern times. So there's uh, a book publisher called Carol, who is just you know, in the heart of New York, and she's just business, 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 and doesn't care about anything, and heart of stone. And her old boss, who is played by Carrie Fisher, comes back to visit her and teach her the true meaning of Christmas. I can relate to that so hard. <laughs> I, I don't know how I found it, actually. I think I was just tunnel surfing one day, and I came across it, and it's become one of my absolute favourites ever since. My fourth is A Muppet's Christmas Carol, because I love Michael Caine, and I love The Muppets. Oh, again, so I guess all of my movies are a take on A Christmas Carol, except for Klaus. My fifth is another one that's a little bit controversial, but I believe it's a Christmas movie, Gremlins. Oh, another war. <laughs> another war. It has adorable main character, Gizmo. There he is, Gizmo the little mogwai, who you're not supposed to get wet or feed after midnight, and of course that happens, and chaos ensues, and it's quite scary. In some parts, I know I loved it as a kid, and I have to cover my eyes a lot. As I've gotten older, I've gotten braver. Um, it's it's just a very fun, weird, twisted movie. There's a really good part where um, a gremlin is attacking the mum and ends up meeting its demise in a food blender. And a really mean old lady who has one of those chair lifts, and the gremlins do something to the wires and she sits in it and goes up the stairs and gets faster and faster and faster and then ends up flying out the window into oh. a big pile of snow. So <laughs> see, Christmas, snow. So yes, those are my top five Christmas movies. Lovely. Yes. I was going to be a little stinker like, you didn't say Die Hard. <laughs> I didn't say Die Hard. I thought I can't make this whole thing about Die Hard. But that's, yes, top six then, Die Hard as well. <laughs> die Hard. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, we had a little bit of overlap, and of course I went with like the typical ones that I'm sure everyone's already heard of before. I went down, sorry, but uh, I got Home Alone. Oh, Home Alone, yes. 
classic. I was actually having a hard time pick, picking top five. It was like three, no problem. And I was like, five? Home Alone, classic. Christmas of the Cranks, just classic. Classic bunny. That's Ellen. Jamie Lee Curtis. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Oh my gosh. She, yeah. She's so great. Exactly. Uh, the Family Stone, which is kind of a little more serious. Family Stone. It's cute. Yes. That's I want, one of my favorites. I want her house and her family. I just want to be part of that family. Mm-hmm. Like, just such a fun cast of characters. And it was one of those movies where I'm like, oh no, there's a lot of big names in there. And you know, when there's a lot of big names in something, you're like, this sucks. But mm-hmm. it didn't. No, that is a really good choice. I forgot about that one. So good. Just Freddy the Beatles, such a good one. Of course, to Klaus. I watch it every month, even if it's not Christmas. Yeah, I'm like, you can watch it anytime. Exactly. It's another feel good movie. You're just like, oh, a little girl in it. She's just, oh, my little Sami princess. I love her. <laughs> um, and then my number one, have you seen Garfield's Christmas? Is that the one from the 90s? Oh, yeah. Yes, I have. I wasn't sure if there was another one you nope. were talking about. Yes, I have. I love <laughs> how cynical Garfield is. <laughs> I watched it because I had to. It was one of those feel-good kind of weekends. And I just, it was so, yes, that. <laughs> Even watch it on YouTube if you don't have... I think we have it in our collection, but... It's only a 20-minute little cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's nothing superior, but it's basically kind of reintroducing the spirit of Christmases and just stuff and presents. Mm-hmm. And Garfield's a perfect one to give a lesson. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So funny. Oh, that takes me back. 1988. Mm-hmm. That is an excellent selection. Well done. You too. <laughs> All right. Well... Oh my gosh. Okay, this is our final wrap up for 2021 yes yes like we've mentioned before our next episode will be your beautiful blooper reel Mm -hmm. that will be coming mid-december and then we'll be back in january with bigger and better episodes and if you would like to be part in any of those by being a special guest or if you have any questions or concerns thoughts about die hard and gremlins you can send them to us at behind the stacks at sgpl.ca before we go, we just want to say thank you so much to all of our amazing listeners for sticking around. Yes, and thank you so much to all our wonderful guests who took the time to come and chat with us. And we are very excited for 2022. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.